that would probably come up in almost every single Primerica presentation. You know that? Yeah. Because yeah. that's what everybody wants to know. Yeah. And if there was a simple way to give you the answers to all of that, we'd give it to you tonight. There's no simple way. There's just a way that works. What we're going to do tonight is I'm going to give you, and I went, uh, I'm, a, I'm a pen and paper guy. You might say, well, that's kind of old school. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> when I write something down and I see it and I write it, sometimes I even say it, it tends to stick. When I text something, it's gone in 10 seconds. I can't remember what I just said to who. I got to look back at it. I'd recommend you take notes tonight. I don't know why. I'm going to share a number of strategies with you tonight. And I don't know which one of these strategies might be an aha moment for you. But it would be wise if you were paying good attention and you wrote it down. Otherwise, you'll forget it too. Like I said, I put a lot of notes together tonight, so I'm going to be looking at them. But that does, does that sound like a fair expectation for you? Yes. Does it? Okay, okay. And... Some of the things I'm going to share, if you can find something that you can teach people or you can utilize, this stuff's designed to not just improve your Primerica business, it's to improve your life. This isn't just about Primerica, this is about your life. It's a big deal if you think it's a big deal. So listen for the tools, listen for the ideas, write it down and see if you can find the one that's for you tonight. I'm going to cover a bunch of them. Yes. Okay. And uh, I titled this talk tonight, It's Not How You Start, It's How You Finish. Oh, my thing. Not how you start. You know, tomorrow is a Super Bowl. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Big deal. I wonder if the truckers are going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> that would, you know what I'm talking about? They're threatening to, you know, they're all over Canada and shit. I wonder if a Maybe 50, 100, 200 truckers are going to show up tomorrow and shut down parking for the Super Bowl. Wouldn't that be all over the world? Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I, I'm entertained. I'm entertained. I, I like watching. But there's going to be a guy that they're going to talk about a lot tomorrow that isn't even in the game. What's his name? Tom Brady. That's right. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. They call him the, the GOAT of football. Greatest of all time. But that's not the way it always was. That's not how he started. So he started as a little kid with a football. Then his dad playing with him with a football and throwing a football with him. Many of you started baseball or football. My little boy started tossing the football to him when he was about three. You know, get him a little glove and he, and he catches it and it was a big deal. You know, and he really catch it. I just popped it in there. <laughs> you know, but it's a big deal. And he, time goes along and and he played football for a long time, and then he gets uh, out of college, he gets into the draft for football. It's a draft to play in the NFL. Mm -hmm. NFL is a big deal. Yeah. And he was drafted in the sixth round. Yeah. Not good. Mm. And he was number 199, which means the team that picked him up was probably going to use him for practice sessions. He'll never see a game. Wow. You know, you barely even a third stringer. We're going to run and hit you. Our guys are going to practice taking you down, and you can throw the ball around a little bit. But you're like a practice dummy. That's how we started. How do you end up? Go back. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty incredible story. Yeah. But see, that's how life is. That's how life is. How did you start here? I don't know. But I'm the one talking tonight, so I'm going to give you a, a, an abbreviated version of my story on how I got here, because I think there's some lessons in there. And, and you, need, you need to listen to some of this stuff. You know, 
I came in here with zero background for this. Well, let me take you all the way back to when I'm a little kid. I, when I was about 12, I, I grew up in the house of a pastor. My dad was a pastor, which uh, at the time I didn't think all that much of. I mean, that's just what he did. And uh, I accepted Christ as, as a 12-year-old, not from him, but from some church camp I went to and whatnot. And, and uh, I didn't realize how what a major impact that would be on my life for the rest of my life. It didn't occur to me at 12. And at 14, my dad died. He had a brain tumor. It took a number of years to take him out. I had two, I still have two younger brothers. And I was angry. Anybody ever been angry at God? You ever been angry at God? Yeah. See, he's got time. You can be as angry with him as you want to for as long as you want. He's got nothing but time. Matter of fact, he owns time. And I was angry at him. And I was angry at him. 15, 16, 17. I graduated from high school. And middle, many, many young people, when you graduate from high school, you want to do your own thing. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, but you still live in mom's house. <laughs> you can't do your own thing when you live there, right? right? And I wanted to buy a motorcycle. And my mom goes, not when you live in my house. And I said, well, that's easily, easily fixable. <laughs> so I, I moved out three days after graduating high school into an apartment with a friend of mine. I got a job at a body shop. That's something I could do. I, you know, learning and learning. I went from that body shop to a Corvette shop and learned how to do fiberglass and some specialty work. And then I went from that shop to working for these three old Italian guys that restored these old, old classics. And they did lead work and all this stuff. And I, and I did that. And I, and I was picking up a skill. I was learning. You know, I'm building up my little uh, uh, toolbox. You know, the tool man would come in. Everyone swallows overpriced tools, you know, and I, you know, I'm building up my box and I'm learning a skill. Who's ever heard of learning a skill is a good idea. So I went to college for a day and a half. Didn't work out. And I liked it. I still like it. I mean, you would have liked it, you know, and I, I got one daughter that's uh, taking her up to San Francisco right now. She starts San Francisco uh, State up there to be a, a marine biologist. But I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted. I just, I just wanted to make a living. I want to be on my own. I want to have an apartment. I want to have a car. I want to, you know, have a date on the weekend. I didn't care. I had no plan. And then a friend of mine came to me and he said, uh, I didn't know him. He worked at the studio. He says, Mike, why don't you come work with us? Come over work for the summer. I don't want to be in the studio, all those union guys. I'm my own guy. I got my tools. If I don't like it here, I go somewhere else. He goes, I'll just come, come, come for the summer. I can get you in. We all got ski boats. I had a ski boat. We can ski during the week. We'll get we'll get you in on the afternoon shift. You don't have to start till three or three thirty. Get off at midnight. Something like that. Oh, that sounds pretty good. Doesn't sound good now, but it sounded good at the time because we could go skiing during the week. And the only guys that were up at the lake during the week were cops and firemen. Everybody else was at work, right? So I thought, okay, it'd be fun, and we skied and had a good time. And then I got caught there. I just got to get caught on the job. So here's what happens with most people. You, you start in a job you really didn't plan on, and you're making a living at it. Now you got this to pay for and this to pay for. And, and you go to work, and you kind of bump along the bottom of life. And you go up and down and up and down. You work for a good guy. You work for a jerk. You get a little more skill, right? You just kind of bounce along the bottom. And, and then when you get to the end of that, down at the end, you're not going to get paid much in retirement. You understand? It's it's a 40-year deal. Yeah. You're not going to make much in retirement. You, you make peanuts. Little, maybe you'll make a little pension from the studio and a little uh, uh, social security. And that's your deal. And you go, well, yeah, but it's safe. Yeah. But it's bouncing along the bottom. Yeah. And then we call you here. We go, why don't you come and be a volunteer? We're going to work for yourself. And like, <laughs> that's scary. I know, I know. And it's still up and down. The difference is it's more like the stock market. Yeah. It can end up a lot better when it started. Mm -hmm. Is it going to be hard? Oh, of course it's going to be hard. Of course it's going to be hard. Both of them are hard. Yeah. One's hard forever. The other one's hard to figure it out. Wow. But one is hard forever. I'm going to hit that as I get through this. And see, if you're going to start here, 
One of the big things that you have to overcome isn't skill, it's fear. There's two kinds of fear, write it down. There's rational fear and there's irrational fear. Two kinds. You come at me with a knife, I have rational fear. I need to have fear in a situation like that. Somebody breaks into your house, rational fear. But if somebody says, we're going to teach you how to public speak, you go, whoa, that's irrational fear. <laughs> that's not rational, it's irrational fear. You got to know the difference. There was a famous president in this country, longest sitting president in the history of the United States. You know who that was? FDR. And what was the famous thing he said? He said, you don't have anything to fear, but fear itself. Just the fact that you're afraid, you need to be afraid of that. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Analyze what it is you're afraid of and decide which category it goes in. Is this rational fear or irrational fear? We're introducing you to something, if you're new here, that you've never been part of before. It is different. There is going to be fear. That's just the way it goes. I mean, I have, I have, I got five kids, and I and I worked with all of them learning how to walk. You know, and there was always a little bit of fear, and always, a, and they fall down. And what do you do when they fall down? Oh my God! No, you don't do that. You hop up, you hop up again, and they pop right back up. There's some TikTok out there right now. <laughs> TikTok to me is funnier than movies. So, these people come up with the craziest stuff. And this guy's carrying his baby. He walks by a door and he goes, boom. And the baby looks at him. He goes, whoa, I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> and he starts crying. And you know, that's how people are. They don't know how to react until you teach them. They don't know how to write them down somewhere. They don't know. Step one on dealing with fear. you got to determine whether it's rational or irrational. You have to determine that. I'm not in charge of that for you. I didn't sign up to be your brain. You have to do that. This can only be accomplished through effort. You're the one that has to put in the effort. You go, this was so easy. Nobody said this was easy. <laughs> Art Williams, who founded this company, never once told me it was easy. You know what he said? Because it's worth it. Yeah. Says it's worth it. Never said it's easy. I never heard him one time say it's easy. He'd say a monkey can learn how to sell term insurance. <laughs> he says, but it's not easy because we deal with people. Here's the things that you're going to have to spend time and think about. You're going to have to answer the question of term insurance. You got to figure out whether it's right or wrong, whether it's good or bad. Are we correct? Or are we incorrect? How many other companies do term? What percentage of it do they do term? How long have we been doing term? What percentage do we do term? You have to figure it out. You got to read the books. You got to go look it up. My first thing I did when the guy pitched me on in a in a in a, 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 a op meeting of sorts, I looked at him and I said, "I don't believe you." How many of you thought that first time when you came in here? You go, oh, I can't be true. Yeah. If it's that good, why are they telling me? That's what, <laughs> that's what a great self-image we all have, right? If it was that good, why are you telling me? Well, why not? Something wrong with you? <laughs> and I told him, I said, I'm going to find out whether this is true or not. He goes, how are you going to find out? Well, see, now you Google it, right? I had to actually go to the library and read. What a gosh. <laughs> and I went to the library, and I got as many books as I could find on insurance, and I sat down, and I started going through them. And I read three back to back. And then I started flipping through, and they all said the same thing. And here's what they all said. Term insurance. <clears throat> Excuse me. Term insurance is good. Cash value is bad. But you got to figure that out. This is no good for me to tell you. You have to answer the question to figure out if your fear is rational or irrational. And how much better is it? We've paid out tons of death claims in our office. These aren't theories. These are human beings now that are trying to raise kids on, on, on less money than they ever made before in their life. I, what we do is really good. Then you got to look at mutual funds. They all mutual funds. I don't know if can I pass the exam. That's not even the issue if you could pass the exam. Listen, anybody can pass the exam. You go, well, how do you know? Because I did. <laughs> right? Anybody could. And, and you go, well, what, what does that take? Well, it's just a question of how many times you want to study. Yes. 
we'll let you study as many times as you want. And when you study hard enough to get over it, you pass and you never have to take it again. Yeah. Is that great? Yes. It's not a contest. It's not whether you're intelligent. You just have to answer the questions right. They're multiple choice. You might get a hard test. It's a computer that picks the test. Then again, you might get away. Easy test. You never know. Don't be the I'm off. Let me tell you what my score was. Nobody cares. <laughs> Either pass them, you're going to take it again. Those are the only two options. Is that right? Right. Then you got to study variable annuities. Variable annuities. Yeah, here's what you need to know. We work with four of the top companies in America, and they all fight each other to come up with a product that we'll sell. They're perfect. They battle each other. They cut in their commission. They do what they have to do to get us to market their product. Yeah, wonderful. We're not going to some company who could we sell your annuity. No, we let them beat each other up and come up with a better product than that guy has. Or that guy. Nobody can have the best product always. But right now, this is the company with the best product. In six months, it'll be that company. What a great thing that is. Then you look at loans. We work with who's the company? Who's that little company? Quicken. You ever heard of Quicken? Anybody ever heard of Quicken? Yes. Yep. How many people are going to have to get a loan in their life? Oh, Only people who want a home. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> Only people who want a home. And which is better, owning a home or renting a home? Owning. If you've been around the last 36 months, you discovered owning was much better than renting. Yeah. yeah. Because those of us that own homes, they went up a lot. Those of us that rent, our rent went up a lot. You figure this thing out, right? Rational or irrational? Manage money. Oh, I don't know if I could get in that field. It's not important right now. What's important is that you discover whether we're on the right track or not. Mm. You should write down manage money equals wealth management. Not the product, it's wealth management. Who do we work with? We work with people that actually have money. In mutual funds, we work with people that have what? A little to a lot. I mean, you can have a minimum of $25, $100 a month. We'll set an account for you. Nobody will do that in this country. Nobody will do that in this industry. Nobody. You want to check it out? Nobody will do it. We do it how often? Thousands of times a day. And those clients... They keep putting money into the little fund and you keep working here and now you're in your 20s and they're in their 20s and now you're in your 30s and they're in their 30s and now their account is worth two or three or four hundred thousand and you can start learning how to manage their wealth with them. And now you're in the wealth management business. I'm on the phone today on the way here and I'm talking to one of my guys who just did a couple million. And I go, what, what do you have in the pipe right now? He goes, in the next five, six weeks, I go, yeah, he goes, about eight or 10 million more. Uh, I remember when I taught him how to do $50 a month mutual funds. <laughs> and I did teach him. I did teach him. But he's in the wealth management business now. And you go, because he has experience here. He's not afraid of it. You see what I mean? Now, now here, here's number six. You're going to have to study the uniqueness of our marketing plan. Because if you don't study our marketing plan and how unique it is, then you can get some fear from it. You go, oh, you got to recruit people. No, you don't. But it'd be a good idea because that's how you leverage what you know. Yeah. You go, oh, it's a company that would just recruit anybody. No, we wouldn't. You got to pass a background check. You got to have average intelligence or above. You have to be able to pass some exams. Is that right? Right. Yeah. And then along the way, we filter out people that don't listen. Isn't that right? right. Actually, who filters them out? They fill themselves. And, and, and who rises to the top and, and fills our leadership positions? The people that choose to write that down somewhere. They have to want to. There's no, there's no game here like there was when I was at the studios. There's no club. There's no inside deal and you've all had that with all those little jobs haven't you yeah haven't you and does it make you sick when i yes. started here all i wanted is i wanted a chance to get paid what i was worth i wanted to stand on my own two feet and get paid what i was worth based on what the game is i don't want to have to go out to lunch with you every day or i don't want to have to mow your lawn on the weekend or i 
want to have to be your buddy. I mean, we could be buddy, but I don't want to have to do that. It's part of the pay system. You know what I mean? Yes. Here it's level. It's clean. But you have to spend time and understand that. Otherwise, you're liable to have what? Irrational fears. People call that primary. They hire a lot of people. Not everybody gets licensed. Really? Really? Colleges start a lot of people, take money off them, and most of them never graduate. Who's ever noticed that? As a parent, I understand that concept. That's why I put a lot of money into accounts for my kids, and then I said, here's your account. Well, what can I do with it? Well, you could start a business. You could decide to go to college. That's where she's up to. You could decide to buy a red sports car. Another one went to, where'd she go? She went to uh, Greece during the summer because she could, 18. Or, 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 or whatever you want to do, but it's your choice. <clears throat> Why are you giving me this freedom, Dad? Because I'm going to die at some point, and you need to learn how to make good choices now. Mm. And I don't want to make them for you for the rest of your life. I want you to make them. I got one daughter that won't spend a penny out of it. It keeps growing. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool, too. I mean, but you get to choose. You see what I'm saying? Yes. You get to choose. You got to be convinced about this. Now. Now. Here's the strategies. Now. You have to battle the voices in and outside your mind. It's your battle. It's not mine. You have to battle it. The people that tell you you can't, the things that have happened in your life earlier that indicate that maybe you aren't good enough or maybe you haven't, come on. I, I had a number of years as a body and fender guy, and then I had some years as a studio union guy. And when I was 20, almost 29 years old, I was in the back lot at Universal Studios, and I don't know how you do things, but here's how I do things. When I was really depressed. I hadn't talked to God in probably 14 years. And I sat down and I wept and I said, please get me out of here. I hate this. I hate working here. I don't dislike it. I hate it. It's a total waste of my time. I trade my my time for money every single week. I'm sick of it. I work 60 hours a week. I'm sick of it. Most of the people I work with have some twisted moral value base that I don't agree with. I'm sick of being here. Please get me out of here. And then, of course, you know, you forget about your little prayer. <laughs> Something changes in your life and you're back, you know, and you forget about it. But God didn't forget about it. Right. And he opened the door and a guy said, I want you to come over and live in this company. This company I'm a part of. Freaking company. <laughs> what do you guys do? Well, we do a little uh, investments here, a little insurance. <laughs> so I want you to come look at it on a Tuesday. Okay, I'll be there. And I didn't go. <laughs> I didn't go. Did you go right away? I didn't go. I had a job. I had a union job. I don't want to be part of some thing. I don't like salespeople. I really injure. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I don't like it. It's just weird. And so he calls me the next day. He says, you know, you didn't show up last night. I go, yeah, yeah. And I made up an excuse. And he booked me in for the next Tuesday. And I didn't show up then either. <laughs> I made up an excuse. I made up a lot of excuses. I made up excuses for 12 appointments I didn't show up on. Finally, I came in on number 13. And the one and only reason was... This guy is gonna bug me to the second coming. <laughs> so I'm gonna go in and say no thank you, and he'll leave me the heck alone. <laughs> my total motivation. Now I didn't like my job, but I had a job. I had seniority. I don't know if you know anything about seniority in the studios. I had almost nine years of seniority. Let me explain what that means. You will work for the rest of your life, you never have to worry about it, you're safe and secure but you're bouncing on the bottom. Mm -hmm. You'll always get a call time. You'll always work. Anybody's working in the union team search, you'll be working. And I came in here and I started part-time to get a free education. I thought if these fools are gonna teach me for free, I'm gonna come in and learn and then I'm leaving. <laughs> I told them that I went on sale. 
and, and long about the, the fall of that year, I, I said, you know what, I, I, I could do this. Now, when I said I could do this, I didn't say I could do this. Mm. I said, yeah. I could do a couple sales a week. Yeah. I could do a few appointments yeah. and I don't need a boss. That's what I could do. So I went in and I fired my boss. The greatest, one of the greatest, I've been at five births, which were all wonderful. But one of the greatest moments of my life was firing my boss. <laughs> you can't quit. I can, well, of course I can quit. I'm going to quit. And he says, well, you talked me into this really good job that you have. And I, and I did. And he says, you got to stay at least till hiatus, which was another, I don't know, six or eight weeks away. I said, well, I don't know. I said, uh, I can't work Fridays anymore. <laughs> you don't do that in the studio. Here's their motivational system. You don't like it? There's a hundred guys in the union all that will take your job. That's their motivational system. They don't care what your reasons are. And he goes, okay. And I came in for the next two, two and a half months on Thursday singing, thank God it's Friday. <laughs> And that's why I exited from that business. And I came in here with no intention to make a lot of money. I never started here to make a lot of money. I started here to get free. Yeah. I just want to be free. I don't know what that means to you. To me, that means I can, I can surf two or three days a week. I can wake up in the morning, call the surf report, off I go. I work a few nights a week in the field. Life is good. I got a little apartment. I get a little car. Little date on the weekend. What could go wrong, right? It's great. And then I started figuring out I could do this a little bit bigger. And then I hired somebody. And then I hired somebody else. And I hired somebody else. Then I went to RVP. And the guy that promoted me said, "Now that you're in RVP, get out of my office." <laughs> oh, that's exactly how it happened. Thirty days at RVP he says we have no room for you. Get out. I had no business experience. I got no experience. <laughs> and I got to go look for an office. I got to sign a lease. I didn't know what a lease is. <laughs> I got to negotiate, negotiate. And you know how you learn how to do that stuff? By doing it. And I did it. And then you look back and you go, well, you were lucky. Yeah, that too. That too. But I asked to get out of where I was at. Here's what I ask God specifically. When you pray, you ought to be specific. Because he answers them. He answers all of them. Not necessarily the way you want in the time frame you want. But they're all answered. If he's your father, my kid asks for anything, it's either yes or no or later. Is that right? Yeah. What makes you any different? And here's what I asked for. I said, I want to do something that helps people. Because my heart needs to be massaged in terms of my business. I need purpose. It can't just be to make money. Second thing was, I want to find out what kind of talents you gave me that I haven't developed. Because I don't think God makes any junk. I don't think so. I think he makes people with talents and we just get too lazy to develop. Mm -hmm. And I said, and I'd like to work around people that are similar to me from a value point of view. You know, when I woke up months later, I probably been in the company five or six months. I woke up and I just went, oh, wow, I have all of those. I've had all of those since the day I started. See, the fourth one was, you know, you try to cut a deal. I said, I'll work for half the money, too. <laughs> never made me do that. I'm glad he didn't listen to that one. Because <laughs> that would have been bad. But I've had those other three for years now. I don't know what, what of this is going to grab you, but you see your mind, you have to be the gatekeeper of your mind. You're in charge of that. You're in charge of the people you let into your brain. That's on you. That's not on anybody else. And there's always people trying to influence you. Is that right? Yeah. You get good here, you're going to learn how to be an influencer. You got to develop your skills of influencing. You have to do this. You were born a winner and you were born an influencer. I can prove it. When your mom and dad got together, you all took biology, right? Right? How many little spermazoa are called for it? Might be billions. I never counted. <laughs> There's a lot. Is that right? Yeah. And how many of them hit the target? 
One. Just one. So you started off a total winner. What is a billion? Is that right? What is a billion? How many of you have ever had a child? You ever had a child? They are born as an influencer. They influence you to pick them up, to put them down, to wipe their butt, to change their pants, to feed them, to burp them, to entertain them. They are influencers. And then later on, we con them into don't try to influence me so much. Wow. You're liable to do the same thing. Don't do that. You're an influencer. You need to influence people. That's our business. But you have to influence them in a positive way. So you now need to gain, regain the ability to influence people, to do something for themselves that is good for themselves. That's your job, Eric. That's your job, whether they're a client, whether they're a downline agent, whether they're both, that's your job. That's what you do. Now, with these skills and belief, you must put a plan of action into place. You've all heard this. What is a plan of action? In my mind, it only has a few working parts. And I give them to you. Number one, the time you will commit to this plan, whatever it is. God gives you 168 hours every week. He goes here, 168. What do I do with it? Up to you. Well, I'm going to sleep for this many. I'm going to watch TV for this many. I'm going to stare out at the wherever. They're yours, right? What part of that week do you want to put towards your plan? That's the first thing you got to figure out. The second thing is, what kind of action are you going to take? You have to take action. There has to be some plan of action. action. What kind of attitude are you going to, are you going to guarantee? So you're in charge of attitude. You're the, you're the, you're the chief operating officer of your own attitude. You know, well, these bad things happen to me. Oh, please grow up. Can I be honest with everybody right now? Yes. Yes. Please grow up. I've been coaching people for longer than some of you have been alive. And I tell you, I get so tired of that. You just don't know what happened to me. Frankly. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. As long as you're on this side of the grass, yeah. that's going to happen to you. Yeah. And that's how it is. Yeah. yeah, but it was. It was what? <laughs> it was what? My mom didn't love me. My dad dropped me on the head. My my wife ran away. My school lost my record. I stop it. Just own it. You can't fix it till you own it. Yeah. I watch our country right now, and you got people on this side that own their crap, and you got people on this side that are trying to get you to own it for them. For real. Hey, listen to me. I, I understand, but the ones that are <clears throat> trying to get you to own it, there's no helping them until they own it. There's no helping them. They're just, listen, there's no, well, you don't know, my great, great, grandfather. <laughs> Please stop. Stop. I'm pretty certain if we can go back in everybody's life far enough, we can find slavery. I'm pretty sure. Slavery wasn't a black and white thing. Slavery was a human to human thing starting when there were only 20 of them. And people have been enslaving people for how long? Since the beginning of the planet, let that go. Well, I didn't go to college. Neither did I. <laughs> My parents didn't have a lot of money. Neither did I. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> let all that stuff. We have a culture that goes, oh, tell me about all your problems. I don't want to hear about all your problems. Tell me about your successes. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about the things you've overcome. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your problems. Tell me about what you've overcome. Mm. What have you accomplished? Yeah. My gosh, just everybody has problems. That's just that's natural. What's the attitude that you're going to guarantee? Here's number four: milestones and deadlines. You got to write them out. When you want to be an RVP, when you want to have your secure, when you want to write them out. That's on you. When you want to do that, I'm pretty certain if you go to college, there's a date you'd like to graduate. Is, is, is that right? Yeah. Never did it myself. I got high school, you know, and I figured. Three years there, that was enough. Now they do four years there, right? But three years, that was enough. I mean, I didn't look at A's. I just wanted to get out in three. That's all I wanted to do. Well, I had a deadline. I had a milestone. You know, C's were good. <laughs> you might have had a higher. A higher. You got to have it, though. It's on you. It's not anybody else. 
control your emotions. They're yours. See, your emotions. Write that down. Your emotions. They're not my emotions. I, I work real hard at controlling mine. Try not to get too high or too low on any given day. Control your emotions. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine what kind of a world we'd have if people could control their emotions? Oh my gosh, this is just crazy. Now, now, another strategy. Commit to improving yourself. You have to commit to it. It doesn't happen. When I was a teamster, it was seniority. You know what seniority means? Nothing. <laughs> you been hanging around longer than this guy. This guy's got to wait for you to die before it can move up. I hate seniority. Well, I, I like people who want to step out, make it happen. My goodness. You want to improve yourself? Books, seminars, experience, conversations. That's what these folks had down at Marco Island. Conversations with winners. Read a book. Go to a seminar, go on POL and pull a tape. All right, they're not even tapes anymore, wherever they are. <laughs> you know, I'm a, from a different century. I still see. Nonetheless, learn, make it important. When your income flattens out, go to work on yourself. Go to work on yourself. You go, oh, I can't believe it. I'm at 100 and I'm stuck. That's Most of the world would love to trade places. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, but when you feel sick, you feel sick. So go to work on it. You're stuck at 10 grand a year. Go to work on it. Whatever it is, go to work on it. I can truly tell you at my income level now, I don't feel that anymore. I don't go, oh, I'm so depressed. No, I'm not. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pretty freaking happy. My kids go, Dad, you're a baller. I go, oh, you betcha. <laughs> I said, I hope I live another 30 years. It's just going to keep on. They go, hey, how do you do that? You go, find a purpose. Mm. You can't just trade your life for hours, your hours for money. Oh, my gosh. Remember, when people join your team, oh, this is a big one. They're not here to live up to your expectations. They're here to chase their own dreams. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them. I want to get some help here for a second. Let's see if I get money here. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> You're so funny. What do I get? I only got a 10. I wanted a 20. I wanted a 20. Who wants, who wants this 10? Anybody want this 10? Let's go, Nick. So, why should I give it to you? Securities license, ask them for it. You want to grow a big business? I, 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 you have to ask for it. I need to be a closer. Just ask for the sale. <laughs> My God, <laughs> ask for the sale. Wouldn't you sleep better if we put this half a million on you today? Oh, people would really respond to that. Yes, they do. They do. You got to ask. Now, learn how to ask for what it is you want. Another one, know the source of creativity. The other person you're talking to. It's never what's in your head. The source of all creativity is a focus on the other person you're talking to. What's the mistake most people make when they're talking to people? Thinking about them. Oh, oh, oh. Thinking about what they want. Here's what they're doing. They're waiting for you to stop talking so they can begin to talk. Mm -hmm. And that person you're talking to 
doesn't care about what you have to say. Write a note to yourself. They don't care. They're very interested in who? Themselves. You're in sales. Don't you want to sell something? Yeah. Then listen. Look in their eyes and listen and try to figure out what they're saying. Try to figure out what they're feeling. You can't read minds, but I'll tell you, you can get pretty close. I'll prove it to you. Remember back in the day when you were all full of hormones all the time? You're about 18 or 19 or 20. Remember that? Yeah. Maybe 40, 45. <laughs> all depends on you. And you're on a date with somebody, you're really focused on what they're feeling. Is that right? Yeah. You want to find out. Isn't that right? Yeah. Why don't we do anything but that in sales? Instead of, let me tell you about how term works. <laughs> Ask them, how things go in your family? How's the job? Does it look like you can stick with it? You got a pretty good nest egg put away? Get real answers. You look in their eyeballs. You don't have much save, do you? No. You want to get started on that? That's so important. Remember, self-focus, self-focus arises from your feelings of insecurity. When you're insecure, you'll be focused on yourself. When you get secure, you can focus on somebody else. It's not that hard that hard we do it all the time by accident i want you to start learning how to do it what on purpose on purpose now for the strategy now understand most people suffer from intentional blindness intentional blindness you go what is that well you walk in and you go listen no what do you do for a living well, what do you do for a living? You what? what? Construction. Would you like to make 150, 200 grand a year here with us? You know how stupid that sounds to him? <laughs> well, first, of course, he like to, but, but it just, it doesn't, it's not connected to anything real. What should you do? You see, people that are on a path, and it's usually, and I'm not saying you, I most people, when I had a job, I'm bouncing around down here. Maybe this week's a little better. This week's better. I remember one year, Thanksgiving, was it Christmas or something? They gave me a Christmas bonus. And they gave me a frozen turkey. That's when I knew I was in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> frozen turkey. I don't even know how to cook. I get an oven. I don't know how it works. So you, what do I do with that? Here, here's my bonus. I was bouncing around down at the bottom down here. And see, I know all these guys that I used to work with because now they're all retired. A lot of them died already, but they're out here now. And I, I, I can see their life. I can see their, I know it. And they know I know it. It's fun to sit with. People are trained to trade their hours for money. You're going to teach them something new. It's not an easy teach. It's not an easy ask for somebody who's been working for 15 years. Come full-time with us. Throw that all away. Come full-time with us. We're going to go build things. It's not an easy ask. That takes time. That's why you could stay part-time here for how long? Ever. Forever. Because people that are in that world of trading time for money, that's the only way there is to live. If you come out of college, you're trained how to, put, how to trade your time for money. Is that right? Yeah. Just a little bit more money or a little bit. Still, you're trained to be an employee. Yes. No, I don't know. There's probably a business school somewhere that teaches you how to be an entrepreneur, but I don't think so because I think a lot of these tech moguls that are the richest people in the world now, they all dropped out of college. Did you notice that? Yeah. yeah. Almost all of them dropped out of college. You go, why? Because it wasn't the track they wanted to get on. They wanted to run their own deal. They wanted to build their own deal. They wanted to be their own. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. A lot of us really literally started this little business in our garages, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> didn't we? Yeah. Nobody's going to write a book about us, but we did. We really did. If you want to get free, you got to work with a purpose. That's a word that's batted around a lot, but you got to work with a purpose. 
My purpose, I'll tell you what mine is right now. My purpose, and I've explained it before, but I'll explain it again. It's really kind of simple. It's not complicated. It's a little, see, I see it when it happens. I know it right away. I get to know people. I get to know people in my hierarchy and in my base shop. Now, I don't know everybody, but I know Ernesto, I know Abraham, I know a number of And I watch you really carefully. I mean, you may think I'm in, who knows, but I watch you really carefully. And here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the day that your eyes flash to me. I got it. It has nothing to do with cash flow or, or might. But you get to a point that you go, I got this. I figured this thing out. I got it. All that means is you can make a living at this. You've discovered that. You figured out how to do this and this. Doesn't mean you're the best. Doesn't mean you're the next NSD or a international galactic senior national or something. Like that. It just means that you have the confidence now to be able to sit down with a client and take them from here to here to here. And you know how to do that. And you feel good. I guarantee you. Search with the head of it. I just sit here and I look in their eyes and I just go, oh, damn, I love that. I love that. Because you know what they are going to be? Free. Yeah. Yeah. They'll still work with all of you because they love you. But they're free. They're working to be free. Now, if you're pre-RVP, you're not free to your RVP. Yeah. Yeah, from the day you go RVP, but whatever it takes for you to get there, we all have stories, right? But when you get there, everything from then on is yours. Which amazes me because eight out of 10 RVPs in our company never promote another RVP. I've never understood that. I've never understood that. Eight out of 10. And the only people that can promote RVPs in all of Primerica are. RVP. Other RVPs. Yeah. And you can promote how many in your career? The limit. As many as you want. You go, yeah, but I don't know if I can do that. It's not bad. You're a gatekeeper. Don't let that in. That's don't let that message in. Oh, that's a terrible message. Wow. Now, you need to know your business. You need to know your business. In my mind, there's three businesses here. I'll give them to you. There's the advisors. We have advisors. I have some wonderful advisors. They're financial advisors. They don't usually start out that way, but they kind of morph into it, and they are now. And I have some that are really very good. They're really very good. I was uh, I was arguing with Glenn the other day. You heard of Glenn? He's the guy in charge of the company. <laughs> and he didn't agree with something I said. And I said, listen, Glenn, why don't I just take six of my guys just, I'll just pick six. I get six of them. They're all professionals. And you need to get on the phone with them. They manage between the six of them, $300 million of personal assets. And you ask them for yourself and see if I'm telling them the truth or not. And he agreed. And I'll be on a call with them here this next week. But my point is this. We have advisors. Some of you may turn into advisors here. I don't know. But here's how you manage your business when you're an advisor. The way you manage your business, the way you, you the way you measure success as a as advisor is the number of clients you have, the AUMs you have, and your cash flow. That's what you look at. Number of clients, AUMs, and cash flow. Then we have builders. Builders are a different animal altogether. They're a wonderful thing. They're a wonderful thing. If you're a builder, write this down. You're in the hospitality business. You're not in the sales business. You're in the hospitality business. It's much different than the sales business. The sales business, you're trying to push them into buying something you want them to buy. In the hospitality business, you're inviting them into your business to participate in something that's really cool. Wow. And if you're running a hospitality business, it's your job to make sure they feel like you're hospitable and they'll find their own place in the business yeah. they might be part-time they might be spare time they might become an advisor i don't know but you're in the hospitality business got it yes sir be the host and let them find their own place now your business success is measured by four things write these down 
codes, promotions, premium, and cash flow. Is that right? So if that's how you're measuring your business, you are currently in the hospitality business. Get real good at it. And then there's a third business that would be the advisor slash builder business. And that would be all of the above. And that's the business I'm in. And I've been in it a long time. I've been trying to teach people that a long time. They long more over here. And I'm happy with whatever one you're in because I'm in the hospitality business. If you want to be a premium recruit guy, I love it. You want to be an advisor, I love it. You want to be both, I love it. Either way, I love it. I love it. You want because it's all good, isn't it? Yeah. It's all good. Is it easy? No, the easy is the one bang along the bottom. Yeah. Ours is hard. It goes up and down, and sometimes it's pretty tough. Yeah. But it's headed which way? Uh, uh, up. I'll prove it to you here in a second. Now, you must develop your talk slash presentation. You have to develop it. You want to copy one? I don't. Don't wing it. Don't wing it. Wing it. Winging it is stupid. Don't wing it. You need to copy somebody's that's pretty good. You need to study people that are pretty good. You have, need to have conversations with people that are effective and take from them things you want and then personalize it and make it your way to communicate. Because we are in the communications business, not the sales business. It's the communications business. And I want, as a business owner, I want you to be the best you you can be here to go after what it is you're trying to accomplish here. And everybody in here has a different set of circumstances. Everybody in here has this different goal in mind. That's okay, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, you're gonna have to learn how to handle objections. Yes. You have to learn how to handle, you don't like objections. I know, that's what I call objections. <laughs> I wish I had learned in high school how to handle objections. Would you like to go out? No. <laughs> I wish I knew how to handle that better. Well, could I ask you why? Could I ask you why? Well, I'm I'm going out with Tom right now. Oh, well, that's good. Let me give you my card. <laughs> and when you and Tom are no more, give me a call. I didn't know how to do that, did you? And if somebody did know how to do that, how popular would they have been in school? Wouldn't have that have been cool? I, I sometimes I wish I could, but no, I don't want to go back. But sometimes I wish I could go back with some skill. Wouldn't that have been fun? Wouldn't it? Yeah. When they ask, when they have objections, they usually are not personal. Write that down. It's yeah. Usually not personal. Even though if you're new to sales, you'll take it personal. Don't take it personal. Second is it's a request for more information. Well, you keep it going. Keep the conversation going. There's only a limited number of objections. And go study somebody that's really good. Hector Lamarck was always real good. It's on POL, isn't it? Can't you just go get his, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. want to say tape, but you go get his uh, deal and listen to it and get it down. How many have studied handling objections? But I, years and years ago, I did that. Years and years ago. Because I used to love doing op meetings because to me, it was like tennis. You know, and they walk in like this. <laughs> and my job is to get them like this, right? Yeah. And so we're hitting it back and forth and hitting it, okay. And I keep waiting for a better question. And a better, it's like, there's only 10 or 12. You get to come up with a better one. And you smile as if you've never heard that objection. <laughs> right? So oh, I'm glad you asked me that. Be sincere and then take care of it. You got to handle objections. Check POL, lots of answers there. Now, understand the difference between pressure and curiosity. Pressure is what people use when they're really not sure how to close. Curiosity is what professionals use. I'm gonna give you a, a sentence, see if you like this. Here's an example. You ready? Mm -hmm. I might know something that would help you. Is that good? Mm. I might know something that would help you. You have a little conversation with them. 
instead of going, I might know something that would help you. And you look at their eyes, you look at their face because you're trying to see how they're what? How they're feeling and reacting. And, and you say, would, would you like to hear about it? And the minute they say yes, they just gave you permission. Now you're not pushy anymore because they're naturally what? Curious. Human beings are. <laughs> Where did that come from? I didn't even move. You got it? Now, learn to listen. Learn to listen. Got a couple notes on here. Once again, try to listen to what they're thinking and what they're feeling. You have to practice listening. When you're listening, what's your physiology? What are you doing when you're listening? They're just you're looking at them. Attentive. And you want people to pay attention to you, pay attention to them. Yeah. It's the most interesting thing you can do for them. Yeah. Pay attention to them, they will pay attention to you. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. We have a whole generation of fools now that have spent most of their young life on their phones. Mm -hmm. And they have no idea what to do with an adult that speaks with them. <laughs> some of them are my children and i just crack up i go what are you going to do when you have to actually converse with people my one daughter goes well i text them <laughs> you might be mistaken now and then but you're going to be right more than you're wrong so try to figure them out try to figure out what they're saying to you some of them are just saying, I hope you're telling me the truth. Yeah. You might answer and say, I'm telling you the truth. You might even ask them. That, that may not work. <laughs> Here's your last now. Now be careful. Now be careful. Those of you that have teens, be careful of bad people. There's bad people. I'm here to tell you, there's bad people that'll squirt into your business and it'll be whispering in your ear and undermining your relationships. And before you know it, you're mad at people because some jerk you hire. Be careful about that. I'm very careful about that. I've been careful about that for years and I do not have a problem. I'll call them out. I'll do it nicely. But I'll say, come on in the office. Let's talk for a minute. Tell me about the last job you had. Oh, this boss I had, what an ass he was. What would you do before that? Well, I worked over here. Well, tell me about the boss. He was in church. Mm -hmm. See what I mean? And you're, and you're starting to figure it out. You, go, you know what? I don't think we're going to be a real good fit for you. Well, you would say that? I said it. I said it. you got to protect your environment. Yes. You're the shepherd. You're the shepherd. You can't, just can't allow people to gobble up your sheep. You can't do that. You got to protect them. It's your job. They got people that are going to be pouring nonsense into their ears all the time. Yeah. And you got to somehow come alongside, put your hand around their ear, and talk in their other ear. And tell them they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay. I didn't have to make up anything to tell Raul and Naomi that they were going to do incredibly well. I saw it years ago. They are special. I've never told anybody that they're special unless I actually meant it. I don't throw that around. That's not, I just don't toss that out there. No way. I watch a vet. A vet is incredibly special. She's very tough. She's very sharp. But see, it's important how a vet thinks about a vet. That's the ultimate battle that she's got to fight. Always keep your eyes and your ears open in your business for problems. Just keep them open. The Bible says something about that. It says, be wise as a serpent and gentle as a dove. It's, a good, it's real good coaching for managing people. Wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Now, Tom Brady is considered the GOAT of football. Is that right? Yeah. Greatest of all time. Nobody's played like that guy. I don't know if he'll stay retired. Kobe didn't, you know? I don't know if he will. He might come back and play another year. It wouldn't surprise you. Would it surprise you? No. 
Well, what an incredible career that man's had, hasn't he? Yeah. But he started down here. You know, what's interesting is I started down here too in a different field. And the guys I worked with back in the day that are on retirement now, I'm making a month about what they make. I'm making two weeks about what they make in a year. Wow. That's something to think about. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying I'm making two weeks what they make in a year. They make whatever they make. I'm, I'm big. Maybe they make 50 a year in retirement. Social Security and a decent retirement plan put together. Maybe it's 40. I don't know what it is. With inflation, it's what? I make a hundred grand a month on a bad month. And I tell you that because you need to understand I'm nobody special. I just got onto this thing and stayed on this thing because I didn't want to do that one. Mm. I wanted to do this one. I didn't know how far I could go. You don't know how far you could go. But now I look at it now and I, I got to tell you, I, I feel pretty good. Mm. I feel pretty good. I'm, mm. I really do. Physically, I feel really good. Spiritually, I feel the best I felt at any point in time in my life. Emotionally, pretty good. I don't know how long I have to live, but let's just play. What if I lived another 30 years? It could happen. I was reading about some guy the other day, like, maybe 120 or something. Why are you going to make a living doing that? Wouldn't it be great to own a code that never gets old, never gets sick? Yeah. Wouldn't it be great? My kids would probably go, Daddy, what are you going <laughs> That's the kind of business you have. That's what the plan is long term. Is it easy? Of course, it's not easy. This one down here is easy. This one up here, hard. Very, very hard. But the payoff, and the payoff isn't the money. The money is the fruit on the tree. The payoff is how you feel about you. And when somebody comes up to you and goes, wow, you're lucky. You might be gentle with them and go, yeah, you're right, I'm blessed. Mm -hmm. You're right, I am. We're all blessed to be in this country even though this country is pretty messed up right now. <laughs> it looks a lot better than the Ukraine, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. You get teenagers practicing on how to do uh, homemade bombs and stuff. I'm glad my teenagers aren't doing any of that tonight. They're in San Francisco putting her in a dorm. We're very lucky. But you do well here, you didn't do it by luck. You did it by work. Day after day after day after day, when people tell you that won't work, really? We pay out a billion something a year to our sales price. And our computer doesn't care whether you went to college or not, what country you came from, what color God made you, what age you are or aren't anymore, what sex you are. I'm pretty sure there's two of them. Doesn't care. Right. It'll pay you. You do the work, you get paid. Is it going to be easy? It's going to be work. I hope you got something out of tonight. Yeah. I hope it impacts you. Gold nugget after gold nugget. And, and uh, luckily, this was recorded. We're going to end the meeting now, guys, and in the next five minutes, five minutes, all right? So in the next five minutes, Mike Pye is going to do a, a, a 10, maybe 15-minute coaching session for all the number ones, team captains, RVPs. Just go to my office, take a chair, because we don't have enough chairs. There's an echo, though. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. But, um, but uh, thank you guys for hanging tough, man. You give yourselves a hand for hanging tough. You know what? That's, that's what it takes. A lot of people checked out like two hours into it. Some, some people left. This room was packed. Remember that? Yeah. Look, some people left. But that's the difference of winning and losing. Look at this. This is it. This is the difference. You guys are the difference. If you guys, if you guys just keep doing, just getting better little by little and just keep, keep um, improving and man, all these things that Mike probably talked about. 
Success is guaranteed. It's crazy. It's guaranteed you will succeed here. You know how I know that for sure? Guaranteed for sure you're going to win. If you do, you have to do your part, right? It's not going to happen just because it's it, because I'm saying that it's going to be a guarantee. You have to do your part, but it's a guarantee because it's proven. Because, and also this is, this is the main reason I say it's guaranteed, because it happened to me. It happened to me. You guys know my story, dude. If I'm not like the epitome of hope for you guys, <laughs> you know, like, it, man, then then just get to know me more. <laughs> just get to know me more and you'll realize, dang, if Raul could do it, yeah. <laughs> it's guaranteed that I will do it too. <laughs> it's a guarantee, guys. So thank you so much. Let's give it up to our coach. We're blessed that you're in good health, Mike. And we're blessed that you're willing to drive out here just by asking. Yes. Thank you. You know that he's been doing that for 20 years in my life. I've been I've been I've been around for 43 years. For 20 years, this man has, has been pouring life into me. Where else can you get something like that? So so who am I and my wife to not do that for you guys? We're here for you guys. We'll do whatever it takes to help you guys win. Use us. All right, Mike Pite's here. You know why? Because I asked. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is ask. And not just me, too. We have these incredible RVPs and incredible regional leaders. Dang, dude, how could we lose with a team like that? So if you're here new, fresh, if you're a freshman, if you're a friend, if you're a friend, uh, you know, district, maybe a, a, a barely entering division, dude, the best support system in business out there. You won't get it anywhere else. So with that said, guys, thank you guys so much for coming. We love you guys, and we can't wait to do something big. February. Let's, let's have a, the best month ever in February. Let's make it happen, guys.